BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And welcome to Copfather Podcast. I'm Craig Brumell, along with my co-host, Danis Cornelius. How you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Where'd you get that jacket from? Well, from, you know... What year? Mm-hmm. Is it a jacket or a shirt? It's a leather shirt from L.A. from Ron Thompson, and they said to get one size bigger, <laughs> but... Uh, that's not two sizes smaller. But I ordered it in November 2019 before the Cyprus International Film Festival for, like, the parties. Yeah. This is gotta... supposed to close, and then I didn't realize 2020 was going to go the other way. Well, at least you got it through your arms, through it and all that. I got it through Shoulders the look arm. pretty good, I but guess. Right now, if there's a fire alarm, I probably can't really run. No, you're not moving too quick during that thing. I, or you, are you going to rip the crap out of it? Arms yeah, it and back. So. Next year, though, it'll fit. Nice seeing you again, buddy. Listen, I want to talk about a situation I'm concerned about, and I think a lot of people are concerned about it, and it's, it's bottom line is how much is the, the police services giving in to special interest groups or individuals to come across like they're trying to do something to improve uh, the rapport between certain groups uh, and, a, and a police service to just show that they're doing something, but it, it probably will be a complete waste of time in the long run. I just got informed of a, a new video, for an example, that the Toronto Police Service put out, something called uh, Know Your Rights. It's a Know Your Rights campaign. And the video, it's about nine minutes long. You can actually watch it on YouTube. Uh, some people sent it to me. It's really upset the members of the service. And I want to talk about that also, whether anybody really cares if the copper or a civilian member of a service on the street, if anybody really cares what they think. And it's a video that is pretty much explaining your rights whether it's your civil rights or whatever, or your rights under, say, the criminal code or provincial legislation as to what you as a citizen can do when the police approach you to conduct an investigation of some kind, whether it's trespass or something more serious. It walks through what your rights are while you're being interviewed of any kind uh, on the streets by a sworn police officer. The problem is, and I got a lot of calls and people wanted me to talk about this, and the concern is the person that is narrating the video is a lawyer. I assume a very good lawyer. Seems like he really gives it all for his clients, but he is a human rights advocate that in the past year, through his clients, has made comments where Police officers under certain circumstances have been accused of murder before facts of an investigation has come out. These are all well-documented. 
the incidents themselves uh, here in the city of Toronto and the comments from the family uh, through the lawyer, this lawyer in particular. And the comments were making it clear that uh, there was an incident with a female who was suffering mental health. It's a tragedy all along. This was not a good end for anybody involved in this story. High up in, a, in, in an apartment building, and uh, she fell to her death. The accusations right off the bat were the police actually pushed her or threw her off the balcony. And they were there, called there by the family because there was a problem within the family and her state of mind. And again, I repeat this. This is a tragedy right across because she, she obviously did die from the fall. So the accusations were there, and this lawyer was properly representing. You're allowed to have the lawyer represent you. But a lot of people jumped the gun on this, and it caused civil unrest in the city. Demonstrations on the street. Certain neighborhoods shut down. Again, this is all well documented. It turned out through the investigation of uh, people that don't know what we have here, something called the Special Investigation Unit, SIU, that investigates ongoing police matters outside agency. Completely cleared the police officers. No criminal wrongdoing. There was actually an independent video of a citizen who took it of her actually falling to her death with no police around on the balcony. And uh, there have been other investigations where this lawyer has made it clear that the, the SIU has not done enough and there should be another independent group of the independent group investigating the police. So, and again, I assume that this, obviously people have hired this lawyer on, he's, he's doing his job. But you, there are responsibilities on doing your job, like there is expected of the police. He is the narrator of this video explaining what your rights are, which the Toronto Police Service are the producers and the creators of this video, and they've brought this person in. To a person of the rank and file, they're very upset. The officers are very upset. They also, uh, the, the Toronto Police Association, which represents police have come out and said they this is not right it's wrong there's issues here to me they didn't go far enough they should have demanded that the video is taken down and you know a proper investigation as to how this came about what's really disturbing are the comments that when you look at the youtube the comments from people that are been watching it could care less it's not going to make a difference no matter who they have it's something that is just it, it there's a, there's a side of law enforcement. There's people that are just always going to dislike the police no matter what they do. It is a waste of time, wasted breath, but it did affect morale in a very negative way within the service about how could you pick somebody like this instead of who knows who or just had somebody else done it because of just the recent history with this certain lawyer. So my concern is that there is a... There's a theme out there where the decision makers, whether it's with the service, police service, or the city, are going to do everything they can to appease people, and it's just going to be a complete waste of time, and it's actually going to cause bigger issues because of how this, this thing looked like it was orchestrated. And it's going to cause a lot of confusion out there. And it's going to cause people to be more pissed off with the police service. 
because of a video like this. Again, looking at the comments from citizens who have commented on this thing, just it's a waste of time. Comments aren't good on this thing. So it's actually how much effort or do the, does the police service, the leaders of the police service really care? Uh, I'm not sure buddy, if you've seen it, uh, you should take a look at it. It's on, like I said, it's, I got it off YouTube. Yeah. And does it, do you feel as a, you know, as a citizen of the city, do you feel there's being enough done to fix the communications between the police and, and communities out there? Not just one community, but all communities. And do you think that, do you feel when you see something like that, that it's, it's you know, through the effort, is it going to make a difference at all when it comes to fixing the problem between communities and the police? Well, look, bro, that tragic uh, situation there with the rooftop, with we found out later that uh, the officer was actually trying to save her life on the balcony. That, that messaging came out from a distraught mother and the lawyer who didn't know better exacerbated it by throwing these accusations out. It was just a horrible situation and it was probably for a couple of headlines. And I think they both realized their mistake. But remember, this is a grieving mother that just her, her daughter fell, jumped to her death from a balcony. Now, this I'm going to reference what I know from these SIU investigations, which I believe is dead smack in the middle of cop father. Why do they take so long to just bring to the Toronto Sun, the Star, the Post, here's what happened, we know the cops are clean, we're looking at this, and not do this ongoing investigation that goes for a week, a month, three months, six months. What are they doing with all this time on stuff that you know when you were even a, 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 a rank and file cop? Yeah, that, that They already know the evidence. That, that is one complaint I completely agree with you. Any family, any lawyer on the other side, I think we all agree that these investigations take too long for the betterment of everybody. Whether it's the family involved, the subject party involved, the police, the community, they know if somebody like the SIU are doing their investigations, they know within the first couple of days what's happened here. They can make some generic comments. They can make some comments instead of wait, waiting weeks and letting this, you know, they if, if a family for whatever reason come out and say this was murder, there's no doubt about it. And I think it was more than just, I think it, was, it wasn't the mother, it was other relatives and other people that got yeah. some were allowed through the media to make comment. And I, I, re, I put the responsibility on the media on this also. They have to investigate this too. A very serious allegation that was completely false. Turned out to be false. Again, the accusation of murders on page one, and eventually when things are cleared and there was not a murder involved in this incident, and this is the only one. This has happened several times in the past. Sure. It's on the back, in the middle of, you know, page 40 or page 30. And I'm exaggerating that, but it's not yeah, as yeah. big a story as the original accusation. It never is. No, there's never equivocal. But on the other thing, look, bro, I, I was in grade school in the 70s. I remember Elmer the Elephant and safety, this and that. By the time I was 17, 18, 
till even now, I don't know. And I've spent 15 years plus writing about cops. I still don't know what the real badge looks like. I've seen badges for over for my whole life. I don't know. And it's a good initiative, a bad one to pander to the lawyer that might have helped fester that situation. And maybe they should have gone to someone neutral and not that way to, to you know, piss off the, the rank and file and the boots on the ground guys who has made those accusations. You can't pander that much, but it is necessary. And you're right, the 20% are going to be defeatist no matter what. But transparency and shed some light on what you can do. I'm not talking about carding here or that whole other battle. I think it's a good initiative. I think it's bad that they pandered or threw a bone or a favor to the Canadian Civil Liberty Union or whoever, this advocate for victims groups, which probably helped his career also, like it does for... No, I, I, look again, I, I, you know, you know, I've always said, I don't give, you know, if I get in trouble, I'm picking the the best lawyer out there. I don't care what his political stripes are. Um, and this guy was doing his job for the family, but there comes a responsibility with that of do not allow anybody, including the family to exaggerate a situation to allow this thing to fester. I don't know how many people actually believe that a police officer would have gone to a balcony and thrown somebody off. No one. And, and no one you know, that. in broad daylight. And and it turned out there was other witnesses there, uh, paramedics outside of the police organization. There were civilians that witnessed this from the street. That information would have been in the first two days. And I, agree, I go back to your, your point. Yes, I get, do. Get it out there. Get it out there that we have a video and it shows this person by themselves. So that right off is going to help on they murdered her and they lifted her up and threw her off the balcony. That's going to help within the first couple of days. It's going to get the hostilities down because nobody was coming out and they're not allowed. And I, I do throw some blame out here on whether it's the an organization that's supposed to protect police officers, not like the association. You get it out there. You find a way to get it out there. The chief, uh, the service itself are not allowed to comment because under certain guidelines, but the, the police union can comment. They're not guided under these rules of the SIU. It's only the police service. And get it out there and say, well, hold on a minute. There's something. Get a hold of the video and put the video out there. It would have helped the whole situation, which is still festering out there. Another incident like this, whether it's in Toronto or anywhere else in the country, is going to, whatever good will has been attempted now, is going to go out the window. There's too many people that are taking advantage of this for their own good. You know, being, I've always said this, being anti-police is a multi-billion dollar industry in North America. A lot of people are making money at this. A lot of people are getting special interest grants, government grants, we're seeing it now. There's committees coming out City Hall's ass on about the police. There's 80 recommendations before City Hall that still have to be treated with change in the way police do, do their job. Nobody is speaking on behalf of the copper on the street. Who, if they're affected, then we as citizens are going to be affected. There, it, it, there is a 
a pattern here that is extremely dangerous unless more people are are protecting and putting the word of the street copper out there and it's just not happening google it go on the internet it's not happening there's not enough defending every day involving the police where the high 90 percent are doing an incredible job people still call 911 you know they're they're still out there performing their duties the way he and she should be trained to do it where there's been satisfactory endings to the radio call whatever the radio call is it's just it's it's they're still doing an incredible job out there and that's with any policing jurisdictions they're over and over again it is um they're doing their jobs but when incidents like this come up and then the police service puts a video together of an individual who and I don't even I don't even know if this person wanted to, I don't know I got, I'd love to have him on the show I'd love to ask him okay. how did how did this come about like did you did you and I it just there should be questions asked about this because nobody the problem is is unless shows like this but nobody's really concerned about what the coppers think and that's dangerous for the coppers and unless they start taking a stand now whether it's through their union or uh other you know special it could be have special interest groups for being pro-police which is such a negative term now what's wrong with saying you're pro-police um if we compare the microscope that the coppers are under now more now than ever before and put it into every profession well i mean we're all in trouble i mean it, it it's it is something that is just over the top and when i first heard about this video know your rights through this campaign in the Toronto Police Service and they told me I just couldn't believe it I had to watch it and I watched it and it it's really really rubbed the coppers the wrong way as to we don't care about the message but it's who was delivering the message and I don't even think it's fair to this lawyer because some of the comments are going after the lawyer too from you know that that 20% that no matter what the coppers do it is not going to be good enough it, what do that's you mean not care about the message the message is the most important part here you've got an issue with they hired this guy to do the voiceover but the message is the most important part of the video right to know your rights that's the bigger greater good the guy that was hired maybe did a pro bono maybe he got some advertising but police or any regular citizen like myself or even you now that you're a civilian the message is actually very important to know your rights the guy that narrated it is kind of that just pissed off the troops. Well, here, here's my thought, and I might have missed this, and it, and I'm going to apologize if it was in the video, but I might have missed it. If this individual, this lawyer, had come out at the beginning in the first 20, 30 seconds of the video and said, "98 percent of police officers are doing their job the way they've been trained, and they're good people," and then got into this, I would have said, "No issue, no issue at all." To qualify it, to, to send. And I, I send that message to everybody. I mean, yeah. whether it's this lawyer or the any family in question that have been up against the police, that something still goes wrong, they're calling the police. They're still calling the police. There's nobody else to call. They're calling them because they feel safe that they're going to do their jobs. Vast majority of the time, they're doing their jobs. In a situation that, you know, no matter what you do on the street, you take, you know, 
your training at police college goes out the window because usually the people you're up against aren't going with the police training that you've had. They're they're going to make the rules up, which you have to also. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, you okay. just, you know, they're just not going along with it. It looks good, but it, it when it gets into reality, the training doesn't you know help all the time. You got to make it up as you go along. Is the but if the up, video had well, meant if they had mentioned the video right off the bat that what we're about to talk about on your rights about what you say, the over ninety percent of the police abide by this or 98% of the police abide by this. Let's not make a theatrical time bomb out of one or 2% of a profession. And that's what, that's the word I'm getting from the, the, the rank and file that are really pissed off with this because it, it's, it could be the wrong person or that comment at the beginning saying vast majority of the police are going along with what I'm about to talk about would have gone way ahead. So if I was back running the union again, I would say, take that thing down, add this, add a couple of comments here. It just looks bad from, you know, major stakeholders in this problem, which are the frontline coppers. You wouldn't take it down. You'd ask, uh, here's the- Edit it. Preempt, yeah, edit the message, balance it, to remind people we're batting at 95, 96%, even 90, 88% satisfaction. There are other cities in free countries that are in the 30s with a couple of million people in the city. And let me ask you, um, I know that you you live in the city and I know all of our mutual friends. Yeah. Something happens, they're going to call the cops. Something sure. is really bad they don't care what the headlines are. You're calling to get help situation during an emergency. Do you think a video like this does any good at all? Because the vast majority of the people out there could care less. They just want to see the police when they need them. And go back to your friends, my friends, families. Yeah. Does anybody really know? I mean, does anybody really care? that they're going to go over the top to appease certain communities and do a little bit of political grandstanding just to shut people up. That's, that's what this looks like on the other side of it. Um, where your community, your friends aren't marching on police headquarters. You're not taking on or attacking the police. Does this affect you in any way whatsoever? It affects you if you're in a situation where you're you're possibly in the wrong, that you've done something wrong. If you're walking around and you're, no, to me, it's not relatable. I pretty well know generally, mostly from television and the news over 45 years of watching it, generally how a police officer, which is, has been consistent since I was a kid, how they should approach you. That's me though, right? Um, you know, I'm not an obvious except. Uh, yeah, but you got friends. I mean, do your friends go around and say, geez, I watched this video. It's. Thank God. No, I think it's for maybe new Canadians, uh, immigrants, people that haven't been uh, completely immersed yet in the society. I think it's for new Canadians and new people in Toronto. For me, no, you're right. This is redundant. 
but I do agree. Had they put that message up, then they're getting all the pro police, as you say, which is that's not a wrong word. No, I, I, you, you want to get the coppers on side of this. You want to get the coppers I, on. You side know, of I've been told that the chief had to come out with an explanation as to why they <laughs> well, did this. I mean, it's it's causing a problem. Yeah. If a message was necessary after the fact, then it didn't work for the rank and file. But there's there's being pro police and a supporter of the police and law and order is not a bad word or a bad sentiment. It's actually the pillar of why we're we're free like we are here. Now, everybody makes mistakes and, and people are every day they make mistakes, but considering where we are in society right now with everything going on 24 hours a day. I don't want my children, I don't want my sons to be a cop. I can't, I, I wouldn't be able to live with it. So whoever's doing it. Go to the fire department. Yeah. Everybody loves Whoever's a firefighter. Is, is doing heroic, heroic Go stuff. Time to do a calendar. I mean, imagine, that, you know, if they want to improve the image between communities and the police and they want to do this grandstanding and try to fix it, don't put videos out. Take their take their radar gun off, coppers. Take the tagging off. Take the misdemeanor bullshit that a copper has to do. Take it away from them. Because if the firefighters had to give out radar tickets, the firefighters would not be loved. I've had friends come to me that just love the police, very pro-police, and they get a speeding ticket, and they come to me, and the guy was an asshole. Okay, the cop was an asshole. Yeah. Okay, it's all the nice is gone out the window because they got an eighty-five dollars speeding ticket, and these are millionaires. Okay, these are people that yeah. I'm like, okay, well, were you speeding? Like, were you going too fast? Yeah, yeah. probably. Okay, so, so you you don't want special treatment here, do you? So your suggestion is your house is burning down now. Firemen are coming, and people are throwing cans of soup at them. Yeah. Yeah, because they gave, they're giving out speeding tickets yeah. or, park, or parking tickets. Even the plane. I've had the most pro-police individuals come to me, and they, they give to the cop charity, yeah. you know, the policeman's ball. They do all this, and they yeah. get the speeding ticket, and it's over. Yeah. They totally okay. dislike the police now, a bunch of assholes over some speeding ticket, which they were, and I would say, well, go fight it. No, you know, my, you know, I was speeding. I said, okay. Like, so what's the problem? Shut the fuck up, okay? <laughs> Going on with life. And by the way, do you want to write a check to the policeman's ball now? So it's, do things like that, you know, because one of the things I was told is that, and I don't know, I got to look into this. I'll have, I'll try, we'll try to get somebody on the show regarding this. All right. And I'll just talk. This is one of the rumors I was told, and it's a rumor that, the, the city hall is going to try to take as many members away from the Toronto police association as possible. Like the civilians, like, you know, there's 8,000 of them, about 2,500 are civilians. And I'm talking about, um, communications officers, the dispatchers, uh, the court security. There's a lot of civilian work that in the back of my head, if they're going to defund, that's how they defund the police, take away the civilians, because that's a big chunk of the billion dollar, um, budget. And unless the police union and the front line stand up to make sure they keep their members, that's going to come. So I was told that there was comment between the command and the union saying, you better play along with this and don't complain too much 
because they're actually looking at taking away the civilian groups from the police. So they're talking about support it somewhere at city hall. Now the support that, system. The support system. Right. Which leaves the union with about 60, 65% of their membership, which drops your dues by 35%. Less, less dues, less fighting, less having a chance to pay for it. There is a strategy out there regarding this. And unless the union and the members get very aggressive toward that, if they're playing these games, like putting these videos out that they just should not have put, put it out, but with, with the right individuals and nothing again, nothing against his lawyer. I'd love to have him on to talk about, it. I'm sure he's a very good lawyer. Yeah. Um, that, and he represents his clients that it just, it just looked bad. And there, if there are these games going on behind the scenes of cooperator else, that's when you got to stand up and draw the line as people that represent and protect police officers. That's their job. And that it's just not going on enough right now. And I think people are taking advantage of it. You know, it's the, the scenario, take carding away. Bad guy knows I'm not going to get stopped. So why wouldn't I carry a chunk? Why wouldn't I carry a Glock in my car or on my person? Cause I know the coppers aren't going to stop me. And I know there's a good chance the people that are against me, no matter what you're doing, what laws you're breaking, are going to have a gun. I'm going to carry a gun. That's what's happening out there right now. They know they're not going to get stopped. So if there's little games going on to appease certain groups, it's very dangerous. Very dangerous for the police. And if it's dangerous for the police, it's dangerous for all communities out there. And there's something's got to happen. Something, it's this grandstanding going on is not good for anybody. It's not good. The message, get it out. Do it right. Don't do it. So there was one line at the beginning of this video that I want to make it clear, vast majority, in the high 90s of police officers, abide by your rights. What you can say, do. That is at the beginning of this video, and then get into it, more than acceptable. That's fair. That's fair. I agree. Um, so I just wanted to touch upon that. There is a big concern that, uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate where I get calls from the front line and, and they end up calling me saying, listen, nobody else is saying anything. That was the reason I wanted to start the podcast. And you, you've been around, you've done all these projects with me, film, documentaries, books, everything with me, you, you talk to coppers as much as I do now. You're, I think you're sensing also that there's just not enough protection out there and it's going to get worse. This thing's going to fester this year. Um, there's a lot of recommendations out there to change. I mean, defunding the police is still there. It has not gone away. And if they don't, if the coppers don't protect themselves and then the communities will not be protected and they, they start taking things on by themselves. So listen, buddy, I think that, uh, that's heavy. That's heavy. I, I, you know what, we're going to try to get a couple of people on the show to talk about it. Sure. And, uh, um, try to get the chief on to say, listen, what's the thinking behind this? We know you, you gotta, you know, you gotta appease certain groups, but this, this was not a good decision to make. 
without other things being said. And again, if I missed it, if somebody said that in the in this video, then I I I will apologize on air. So, okay, thanks, Dennis. Appreciate it, buddy. Listen, anybody else wants us to talk about? If you go to info at copfather.com, give us a message. Uh, any topics, any comments, let us know. Thanks, everybody, for uh, joining us. See you next time. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.